This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Today on episode number 646, we're going to answer that question, where the heck are all these downloads coming from? Because we're going to be talking about Libsyn custom tracking codes. And you might be thinking, Dave, um, no offense, I don't use Libsyn. That's okay. I'm bringing in Steph Taylor. She's a social media marketing guru, and she's going to show us a tool that you can use from Google that will help you get those same types of stats. And we have the question of the month. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast consultant, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are in the U.S., hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Please note that even if you're not in the U.S., I really, really appreciate you taking time out of your very busy day, your very busy schedule to listen to me. What am I going to do here? I help you massage your message. I help you tackle that technology. Today, we're going to get our geek on. Then I help you face your fears because if you're going, ooh, mean technology, I've got resources for you. And then I help you flatten that learning curve to podcasting and not just get you podcasting, but get you podcasting right in a headache-free direction. Does that sound good to you? Check it out. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener. And that will save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And if you didn't know this, I do tech support for Libsyn.com. It's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. Get a free month using the coupon code SOP free. And from time to time, somebody will email the support desk and go, hey, um, I don't know what's going on, but I got a whole bunch of downloads all of a sudden. And I don't know, like, how do I know where they're coming from? And we're going to address that question right after this. Hey, Dave, where did that cool piece of red equipment come from? You're like, red equipment? Yeah, I'm talking about the Focusrite 2i2. This is such a cool device. If you're all worried about, I can't handle all those knobs, this one has basically eh, three, maybe four. If you are doing a podcast with you and a co-host and you're in the same place, you can simply plug both your mics into this and plug this directly into your computer and you are off to the races. If you're doing interviews over Skype or Zoom, you can plug your microphone into this. It's USB and it just simply is so easy to use. Here's another example. How far should I turn this knob up? Well, plug your microphone in, start talking to it. It'll turn green. If you turn it up too far, it'll turn red. Well, don't do that. Turn it down just a little bit till it goes back to green. You're done. It's that simple. Check it out. Focus right. And I, like I say, I've been playing with a 2i2. If you need a bigger or a smaller unit, go out to the website, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 646. I've got a link there to their interface selector tool that'll walk you through the entire thing. And it'll click on that, take the right to their website. Thank you so much, Focus Right, for sponsoring the School of Podcasting. So we're going to get our stats on today a little bit. If you are using the Libsyn advanced stats, when you go into content previously published, you'll see all your episodes there. And there is a button for embed. When you click on that, you'll see a thing that says tracking. And then in red letters, new custom tracking code. And what you can do is you can type anything here. So like for me, I might put website 646 and then I can take a direct link to that MP3 file. Now, if you're using PowerPress with this, when you put that into the PowerPress URL, 
it's going to say, hey, this doesn't verify because it doesn't know what to do with this code at the end of it. So you can put in, you can basically take out the code temporarily, click on verify, PowerPress will be happy, and then put the code right back in because it's fine. But what this allows you to do is basically make a link so you can see what is the source of this download. Now, in most podcast media hosting companies, they show you how many downloads you have. They show you where your downloads came from. So how many came from Australia and China and the UK and Canada and things like that. And then they typically show you what kind of apps were used. Was it, you know, iTunes? Was it Overcast? Was it Apple Podcast? And then was it a browser? If so, was it Safari? Was it Chrome? Was it whatever? And so, what though, what happens if all of a sudden you have a whole bunch of downloads and you don't know where they came from? Well, number one, you can't manage what you don't track. And this doesn't take any time to do. You simply, when you go to put it on your website or whatever you're doing, you put in a little code and you'll see when you do this, that it automatically adds this little code that you put in to the code that you then put into your website. Super duper easy. And so what I did was I made a tracking code for my website, I made a tracking code for my newsletter. And it's interesting because last week's episode with Kathy Heller, which if you haven't heard that, is I got a lot of great reviews. In fact, can we take a tangent for just two seconds? Hi, Dave. Uh, just to say, I thought your recent interview with Kathy Heller was excellent. It was a very insightful and inspirational chat and a great example of how you should just keep on trying to succeed in any game when the temptation and even your own common sense might be urging you to give up. And uh, I, I did listen to the very end. I thought your use of the outtakes was very entertaining. I'm uh, gradually saving mine for a special holiday fill-in episode, though I don't expect for a second it'll be a short production because I make so many. Thanks for the show, Dave. Bye-bye now. And that is Paul from the Fighting Through podcast. So if you haven't heard that, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash six. Four, five. So this is a good episode and I put a link in my newsletter. I put a link on my website and I can actually now, you're ready for this? I was like, wow. Cause I always know that not everybody goes out to your website and we really, really like we just freak out on our website. I know I spent the better part of seven hours, seven hours working on a website that gets almost no traffic. And so this podcast from last week right now has about 1800 downloads of which about 1,700 are from my feed. Those are my subscribers. But I can tell you that I have, let's see here, 4, uh, 3, 7, 10, 12, 14, 16, 17 downloads out of 1,800 from my website. And I got four, that's right, count them four, not five, not three, from my newsletter. Now, the good news is I'll take five downloads and I'll take uh, whatever it was, 16, 17, whatever I said from my website. But this is the cool thing. You can now make informed decisions. And if I had shared a link with Kathy Heller and said, here, share this, I could have seen if she did or not. So all sorts of really cool things. So again, I'll have uh, links and pictures out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 646. And if you're like, ah, oh, uh, Dave, I don't use Libsyn. Well, Enter Steph Taylor. You can find her at stephtaylor.co. You can also find her podcast, Social Light. It's bite-sized online marketing. And I was lucky enough to meet Steph 
at We Are Podcast 2018. And she's just this super sweet, lovely uh, woman. And she's also, it turns out, very brave because we were there in this really nice rented house. And this giant cockroach went up the wall and we all squealed like little girls and went to ran away. And Steph just whipped out her shoe and, uh, and took care of it. And she also shared a lot about how to launch your show. We're going to talk about that today. And also she's going to explain how you could have trackable links, no matter who you're hosting with using a tool from Google. So thanks so much, Steph, for coming on the school of podcasting. Thanks so much for having me. And, and to- thanks for saving me. Thanks for saving me from the cockroach. I really <laughs> yeah, that was a small one. Like you get used to them over here. <laughs> I know nothing about UTMs. I just know I hear people starting to talk about them, and it's it's a tracking thing. So let's let's start just at square one. Yeah. Okay. So UTM stands for Urchin Tracking Module. Don't ask me how the heck they come up with that name because like, I'm just picturing a sea urchin every time I hear that. (laughs) Um, Basically, it's like a little, um, they're like little parameters that you add onto the end of your URL. And then it tells Google Analytics where people are coming from. So for example, if you wanted to add parameters that said people were coming from your podcast, people, you could give that link to people. And then when they visit that link, your Google Analytics will show you, okay, this is how many people came from your podcast. Nice. So it could be like your newsletter or yeah. let's say let's say you had a guest on your show and you want to see, do they really share it? Yeah. You could use it for something like that? Yeah. So most email newsletter apps like MailChimp, all of them, they will automatically do the UTMs for you. You might know it as like the box that you have to tick to say add tracking or track this URL, something like that, depending on which platform you're using. But they already have that built in. The difference with podcasting is you have to add it yourself. Well, how do I go about making a UTM? Okay. So there's a Google campaign URL builder which I will give you the link to, and you can share that in the show notes for your listeners. And this is me jumping in. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash 646. Not only do I have a link to the campaign builder, but I found the official Google video on YouTube that shows you how to use this tool. Back to Steph. And that basically, you just input um, the source, which would be podcast, the medium, which is either referral or direct, depending what you want it to be very much personal choice. The only important thing is consistency. So if you're using podcast as your source, you want to always have it as podcast, including letter case. So if you're doing podcast with a capital P, you want to always keep it as podcast with a capital P. Otherwise, it'll it'll track it as two different sources. It'll mess up your analytics and it's horrible to look at. So make sure it's consistent. And you can even get right down to exactly which episode it is. So in the campaign name, you might put the episode number. People can see, okay, they came from this episode. Or if you're giving it to a guest to share, you could put the guest's name in there and you can see, okay, it came from this guest. And you said there were two types. There's referral and what was the other one? Direct? Direct. So usually in Google Analytics land, direct is when somebody types types your um, URL in their browser which I guess somebody it would be doing with your podcast. Usually if you're saying, hey, head to stephtaylor.co forward slash 60, they're going to type that in their browser. Or referral is usually when somebody clicks through. It's very much personal preference whether you choose to categorize it as direct or as referral, just as long as it's consistent. Yeah. 
And then it's just that's just how it's going to show up in the reports. Of, apparently, if you pick one of those, it doesn't really do anything different. Just just how it reports. Yeah. Exactly. Well, well, speaking of reports, where do I now that I've put one of these on and I've gone and clicked it 500 times myself to see if I can get some stats? Not that we ever would do that. Where do we go? How do I go about seeing these things? In your Google Analytics, which you should have installed on your website. And if you don't go and install it like right away, please tell me you have it on yours. I do. I also Ooh. have a, I have a heat map thing, which is kind of fun. Yeah. So you can see how far people are scrolling down and all sorts of uh, fun stuff. Fancy, fancy thing. Yeah. So if you go into Google Analytics, um, on the left-hand side menu, it'll be something like acquisition. You choose the one that says source or source slash medium, and you'll be able to see how many people came from your podcast. We mentioned sharing with your guests and newsletters. Anything else we're missing there on how people can use these? I always use my UTMs through a um, link shortener. So I use Pretty Links. There are similar ones. And it just means that I, instead of saying, hey, go to stephtaylor.co forward slash blah, 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 and then all the parameters, you just say stephtaylor.co forward slash 60, and then it'll expand out to the full UTM link. Got it. So if I follow that, they click on the pretty link. The pretty link goes to the Google UTM, yeah. which then redirects to the actual whatever website, yeah. MP3 file, whatever they're doing. Interesting, because I, I could see where some people might say, why not just use Pretty Link? If you have Pretty Link Pro, you can see how many times people have clicked on that. But the difference is this is showing where they came from. Yeah. And it's I don't know, like Pretty Link Pro is only going to have your analytics for that link. It's not going to have all of your analytics in one. So in Google Analytics, mm. you can see, OK, this many people clicked from my podcast and then they purchased. And you can mm. sort of you can attribute a bit of an ROI back to your podcast if you've got all the tracking set up correctly. Whereas with Pretty Link, you can't. Got it. Yeah. And and since we're kind of talking about Google Analytics, if there's somebody that's listening right now that goes, you know, I, I don't know, I guess I should probably put that on there or something. What's what are what's your favorite part of Google Analytics that you're like, oh, I can't believe you don't have that on there. I think my favorite's probably the the funnel part. So if you've got it set up correctly, you can track different, you can set up goals and you can track different steps in the funnel. So you, maybe step one would be they visit your sales page. Step two is they add the product to cart. Step three is they start checkout. And step four is they purchase. You can go into funnel and you can see exactly how many people are dropping off at each stage. And you can say, okay, well, 50% of people dropped off on this page. There's something wrong with this page. And you can then pinpoint it and fix it all out. Very cool. It's very cool. There's so much in there. So much. I want to talk a little social media because that's kind of like your thing in a way with, with marketing and all. I mean, there's so many. How do you, are, are you like on all of them or how do you keep up? It's crazy. Yeah, no, I'm not on all of them. And like, even though I am a social media marketer, I make a very strong point of telling people don't try to be on every single platform because like, you're just going to burn yourself out. It's yeah, you can try and be on Twitter and Snapchat and like medium and all of the different channels. But if, if the people you're trying to reach aren't on there, like you're just wasting your time. So don't right. do it. Yeah. How long do I try it before I go? I got nothing over here. Um, 
it's not so much the trying it, it's more getting out there and asking the people who you want mm. to reach more, like your target audience, your ideal customer, whatever you want to call them, go and ask them, be like, hey, do you hang out on Snapchat? Because if they're not, they're going to tell you and you know you're wasting your time without even trying it. It's that whole go ask your audience thing we always talk about. What a novel idea, which is cool. Does. Well, being that you are a, a you have a handle on this whole social thing and you're a podcaster, which is great. So how do you tie podcasting into like your social strategy? Because my episodes are so short, they're five minutes. I get them transcribed and they work out to be roughly about an 800 to 1000 word blog post once I've edited into made the transcript readable because nobody likes reading transcripts. They're horrible. Publish Thank you. The <laughs> publish the blog post. And then once it's published, pin it to Pinterest because people love finding business tips on Pinterest. Like it goes crazy over there. Add it to Recur Post, which is this content recycling tool that I use for Facebook. So once it's in my library, it's in there. I don't have to worry about scheduling posts every day. It just recycles all my old podcasts. And then. Okay. So what, what was the name of that one? Recur Post. Recur- and that actually works with Facebook? Yes. So it integrates with Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Google Plus, if anyone uses that. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you probably have a Facebook business page then. Yes. I'm going to guess. Okay. That's the, because I know if for most personal pages on Facebook, they like cut off all the automated posting to that kind of thing. I think you can still use it with a personal one, but they may have changed that. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check that one out. That's a new one. So, And then who do you use for your transcription? So I have an amazing transcriptionist called Laura Quarty. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. She's based over on your side of the world in the US, which it, like, it's amazing because she speaks really good English. I, I think she's a native English speaker. <laughs> Yeah, like she she knows to not use Zs in words like utilize. She puts the S in there because I've asked her to. And yeah, she does a great job. I used to use Simon Says, but I was just finding it was taking too long to edit. Nice. See, there are all these things. That I, I'm expecting you to say rev.com or yeah. all the automated ones are super cheap, but they're also then you spend another hour, yeah. you know, editing exactly. it. So that's. Well, yeah, Simon Says is an automated one, but I was finding like it was taking way too much time. And like, because this, my my accent isn't fully Australian. So it kind of, it, it wouldn't match properly when I chose English Australia. And it just, yeah, it, it was a nightmare. So what is it? What is your accent? What's, what's the mix um, of? I don't know. Um, South African, New Zealand and Australian. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and I mean, to you guys, it probably just sounds English. So. Yeah, to me, like, it just sounds cool. It's like, <laughs> you could read the dictionary and be like, that's fascinating. <laughs> Excellent. Everything's Well, you mentioned Pinterest. Like, what's a typical image on Pinterest look like for your podcast? Is it just a quote or is it a cool picture? Or what are you, what are you using for Pinterest to promote your podcast? Yeah. I have a template that I bought off Creative Market. That's another one you can add to your list of links. There's so many Pinterest templates on there and it's basically a, it's just a background image and then an overlay saying what the title of the post is. Usually I just use my podcast episode title, but sometimes I optimize it to make it a little bit more, I don't know, clickbaity. I hate using that word, but make it a bit more enticing. 
And then, yeah, once it's on Pinterest, SEO optimize the heck out of it because you. the thing about Pinterest is you don't have to have a lot of followers. You, your pins will show up if you have the right keywords that people are searching for, regardless of how many followers. And then you just link the image to your episode. Is that yep. how that works then? Yep. Interesting. And and I'm a dude. You're, <laughs> you're, are, are dudes on Pinterest now? Is that a new yeah. thing? Because I know they've been saying for a while that, that more and more guys are coming over there. But is that still the case? Yes, I think I, th- I think it's still I think the statistic is like 51 percent or something of all new signups to Pinterest are male. Wow. Yeah, okay. I, I think they're realizing like, hey, these DIY things are fun. Let's put <laughs> let's get on there and see what's for, on there for men. Do you do any kind of because that's still a lot of work to, to you know, you're you're sending it over here and there. Do you use any kind of automation to to get any of this set up? Or is this just you clicking 8 million things once you hit publish? <laughs> no. So I, um, as you'll remember, like one of our buddies from We're Podcast, Car- Carl, Carl Taylor. Well done. <laughs> we share a Nice on the hard R, yes. Carl. Yeah, he runs a business <laughs> called Automation Agency. And I recent, recently started working with them to, to put together like the graphics and all of that. So when my episode hits Dropbox, they get a notification saying, hey, please create the graphics. So I get them to create a blog post header, a Pinterest graphic and an Instagram story graphic. And they create all of that, upload it for me. And then I just have to add it into the blog post and publish it on Pinterest. And that's it. Do you know what his website is? I think it's automationagency.com. Let me double check that. It is automationagency.com. The other thing I always like to ask people, and this may completely blow up in my face, Um, Because you've only been podcasting a little less than a year? Six months. Six months. You might have one of these. One of my favorite segments is, um, I call it the because of my podcast story, which is something that's happened to you that probably wouldn't have happened to you, but it did because you have a podcast. Do you have a because of my podcast story? Well, I met you, obviously, because of my Uh, podcast. If, if I hadn't had my podcast, I wouldn't have spoken at We Are Podcast. I wouldn't have met you and all of the other awesome We Are Podcast speakers, wouldn't have been invited on the retreat, wouldn't have had all of the fun times, wouldn't have squashed that cockroach. Yeah. That's right. I would have died probably <laughs> a horrible death, <laughs> screaming like a little girl as the cockroach. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. Six months later and... In the 100,000 download mark, which for an Australian podcast, I think is pretty decent. Yeah, for six months? Heck yeah. Yeah. Hit um, hit the top 10 in the business charts in the week I launched, which I was like, yes. Can you share some of your strategies for launching your podcast? Because I know a lot of people, I always tell you, you definitely want to come up with a plan. But my whole thing is having a giant launch is like saying if I have a giant wedding I'm going to have a successful marriage. And I'm like, no, actually, that's just when the fun starts. But you should get all you can out of your your launch. So what was your kind of strategy? Yeah, well, I guess my strategy was to have that big launch because all of all of the research I did told me, hey, your iTunes rankings are determined by your number of new subscribers in the last seven days or whatever it is. So I was like, okay, cool. If I can get everyone who's on my email list, everyone who's following me on Instagram, Facebook, all of these channels to come and subscribe, then I've got a much better chance of getting in the top charts. And that's how it worked. So yeah, my big strategy for launching it is spend as much time as you can growing your audience beforehand. If you 
already have an audience, that's awesome. Let them know that you're going to be launching a podcast. Give them little teasers, make them really excited for this launch so that when you launch, they are one of the first people, they're the first people to go over there and hit subscribe. If you don't already have that audience, create some free content, something where you can start building your email list off the back of so that when you do launch, it's not just crickets. I think I think that's what a lot of podcasters get stuck on. Like they launch and then nobody listens and they think, okay, why am I even bothering to do this if nobody's listening? And then they stop. So by having by knowing that there are actually people out there listening to you, then I think you're much more likely to keep podcasting because you've got them keeping you accountable. You know, it's just horrible when you put hours and hours because that first episode is painful to put together and then you like see you got 13 downloads you're like wait a minute if i counted my cousins i should have at least 22 and that's depressing so <laughs> it's it's good to get everybody and their brother and like you said start well you did you have a were you blogging for how many years before you started your podcast mm, i was blogging off a different website so for about six ah. months before i started the podcast so not very but long but did you tell those people to yeah. go sign up for your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd started building an email list off the back of this other website and they kind of came over. Luckily, I'm surprised they did because it was a completely different website they'd never heard about. But yeah, they came across and they're some of my most loyal listeners now. That's it. Yeah. Those people who come across on day one, they'll be the ones who stay with you for the longest yeah. time. Well, what's coming up in the future on your show? Okay. So I'm interviewed an amazing SEO guru. She actually is also a former We're Podcast speaker and she's coming up this week, um, Kate Toon, coming up, sorry, next week, next Wednesday. And got a bit more on Instagram marketing coming up. And I'm basically an open book. I've just introduced listener Q&A every Friday. So people submit their questions and I answer them on the show. And so far that's been going really well because people love they love sending in questions and they love it even more when you actually answer their questions. And the best part is you usually get three or four people sending in the same questions. So they all feel like you answered their question personally. Uh Yeah. There you go. Well, if you'd like to check it out again, her website is stephtaylor.co. Steph, thanks so much for coming on and talking a little UTM and a little social media. It's it's great to, uh, to see you and hear from you and uh, keep up the great work. Thanks so much for having me, Dave, and sticking through me through uh, sticking with me through the the dull UTM stuff. (laughs) (laughs) One thing we have to have you do before you leave: can you do a little American accent for us? Oh, boardwalk. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) We already said Carl. That was even better. So, excellent. (laughs) Little bit out of practice. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Thank you. It was funny when I was in Australia. I'm like, wait a minute. If you refer to Carl as Carl is how they kind of pronounced it. I said, how do you phone him? And she said, you would call Carl. Cool. You would call him. So uh, she is awesome. And check out if the thing that's here is something about, you know, people zag and zig and things like that. A lot of marketing shows. They're really long. She's bite-sized chunks. And it's, it's taking one thing. Here's what you do. Here's why it works. That show is called Social Light, and you guessed it. That's also in the links at the website, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 646. I, I was making radio shows for fun.
If, if everybody does it, at least everybody I know, does. shut up. All right. So the question of the month, if you're new to the show, this is something I do every month by popular demand, I should say. And that is where I ask a question. And then the last week of the month, you respond. And so, and many of you wait till the very end of the month to respond, which is fine. We've got a lot of responses and I'll tell you why I asked this. I asked, what is the book you recommend the most? Not what's your favorite book? Like what's the one that you seem to recommend the most instead of what's your favorite book about podcasting or what's your favorite book about business? And the reason I didn't phrase it that way is I didn't want to kind of scale back the answers. I want to see what other interests, if any, you have. So I asked you the question, what's the book you recommend the most? And here are your answers. Hi, Dave. It's Wynn from Ask Wynn. And and I would say Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And because it talks about being creative, it talks about living your dreams, and it talks about just being creative and having that creative spirit. And as podcasters, we need to do that. And so, yeah, we need to do that. So that is book number one. Book number two is I Come a Win, which I Come a Win <laughs> is my book. And it talks about my journey with cerebral palsy. And that's what started my podcasting journey. Believe it or not, I Come a Win started my podcasting journey and my book journey. So, yeah, way to book, start a podcast. Yeah. And so those are my two book recommendations. And you guys can find Ask Win every podcast player. It's on there. Thank you, Win. I actually reached out to Win and I said, hey, if you really want to get people to your stuff, you could go over to something like coolerwebsites.com, buy a domain name. Even if you don't have the money night right now for a website, you could get something free like WordPress.com or Weebly or something like that. Not my first choice, by the way, having a free website, but you could actually buy a domain, which is usually like $10 a year. And that way you could direct people to, you know, if you want somebody to buy your book or whatever, get your own website. And she was like, you know what? You're right. Thanks for the reminder. So thank you so much, Win, for chiming in. Next one, you're a loony. For those of you that like Monty Python, it's the one and only Dennis Looney. Hi, Dave. My name is Dennis Looney, fellow Ohio resident living out in Bay Village, Ohio, just west of Cleveland. The book I refer the most is Seth Godin's All Marketers Are Liars. Really is a terrific, fast read uh, for anybody who is in business, sales, marketing, or any kind of role where they need to understand consumer buying behavior. Uh, really shed a lot of light to me on uh, individuals having a worldview that is very difficult to penetrate. But if you understand how they look at the world, you can better position your products, services, and offerings to something that aligns uh, and help you get a sale, help you close a deal, and help you make more meaningful customer engagements. On the other hand, if they are so far removed from your worldview or the way your products are positioned, you might be better off looking for another customer uh, instead of spending a whole lot of time spinning your wheels with someone who is never going to buy into what uh, what you're trying to sell. 
That is definitely the abridged version of this. While it's a small book and a quick read, there is a lot of really engaging content in there and uh, highly recommend it to anybody uh, who is in the business world. So that's all I've got right now. I'm going to be uh, launching my podcast very soon. It's called the Gridlock MBA podcast, and you can find it at gridlockmba.com. I'm currently going through all of the submission uh, roles right now, thanks to all your efforts and, and help on understanding how that works. So the idea behind the Gridlock MBA podcast is to help people who are behind the wheel of a car, commuting to work, or making sales calls between calls, uh, to be able to take a few minutes of their day, invest in themselves, and get some actionable ideas on how to advance their career without adding anything to their workload. It's going to be a simple 10 to 15 minute format. Listen to the show while you're driving behind the wheel of a car with a latte in hand and learn a lot about business and approaches to uh, career success. And that's what I'm looking to do. GridlockMBA.com, the Gridlock MBA podcast, and it's coming soon. Thanks to all your help, Dave. And uh, I look forward to meeting you in person at one of your Ohio-based meetups. And I appreciate everything that you're doing out there for the community. Thanks so much. Dennis, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And yeah, I actually moderate the Northeast Ohio Podcasters Meetup. Go to neohiopodcasters.com or, you guessed it, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 646. And I look forward to meeting you in the future. Next up, we have Jonathan from weeklyawesome.com. Hi, Dave. This is Jonathan Bloom of Weekly Awesome. So I was trying to go for a universal book to go with your what's the book you recommend. But the book that really comes to mind is the Bible. There's one book that has been written in so many languages, and it is so controversial. It makes people dis debate and discuss stuff. And there are so many different themes. There's things you can pick out, even if even if you aren't a Christian, or, and it's not a book that you follow, you can get things like, do unto others what you would want to be done to you. And if you want to talk about content that makes people have emotions, there's this one book. Again, the authors are all dead now, and it's a book that still gets emotion. So if you want to capture people with your podcast and get them to have emotion, write content that could be written down for 2,000 plus years and have debates and have people take it in and out of context, so many different things. Well, that, that's my answer is the Bible. Not a bad choice, my friend. Next up, speaking of all this, it's like it's all Australia all the time here. The one and only from On The Bubble podcast, Josh Liston. Hey, Dave. Josh here from onthebubblepodcast.com. Well, as Dave and I have spoken many times in the last few years, and I read around 100 books a year-ish and have done for many years, this question was quote-unquote awesome. <laughs> and it also... I can't get it down to less than three, so sorry about that. For fiction readers, I've never had anyone complain when I recommend a book called A Man Called Ove by Frederick Backman. It's just a really beautiful read. For non-fiction readers, which is mostly what I read personally, I recommend a book called H's for Hawk by Helen MacDonald, and the only way I can describe it is it's a really slow burn, but if you stick with it, maybe through the first half of the book, you get completely sucked into that world that McDonald creates. It's hard to describe. So H's for Hawk by Helen McDonald. And for business and marketing readers, which I don't actually read much anymore, 
because of this particular book, and you'll find out in a second why, I recommend a book called The Halo Effect by Phil Rosenzweig. And it's just a great primer for filtering every other business book you're likely to read. And it's particularly great if you've tried to read, say, Nassim Taleb, and his work may have been too academic or just too inaccessible for you at the time. The halo effect kind of bridges the gap between a really intuitive academic construct around business and real hard truth of business. It's a great book and it will challenge you around what you believe around causality in business if you happen to be in business. And just a word of warning, if you happen to be a fan of Jim Collins and similar authors that have very research-based approaches, the halo effect in no uncertain terms shreds up most of that research and points out the flaws in the methodology of people like Collins within the first couple of chapters. It's well worth reading, but it's a tough one. I will have to check that out. Next up, you heard him earlier talking about last week's episode. This is Paul from the Fighting Through podcast. Hi, Dave. I tend somewhat unusually to recommend my friends and family to read my dad's own Second World War memoirs, Fighting Through from Dunkirk to Hamburg. I recommend it because it covers one man's six-year journey from the 1940 Dunkirk beaches through to the D-Day beach landings in 1944 and beyond. And it offers many insights into the emotions and the ups and downs of being in a war. So there are plenty of takeaways for everyone, not to mention the history lesson. Dad sadly wasn't alive to see his writings published, but I know he's somewhere watching me as I take his memories beyond the printed word into my very own podcast called, of course, Fighting Through Podcast. It started off with extracts from the book, but has diverged nicely into other memoirs and interviews with comrades or others. There's a memoir from Dad's commanding officer, one from the captain of the ship which rescued him from Dunkirk, and interviews with a Lancaster rear gunner and a tank commander. And they're just the tip of a frightening and funny 40-episode iceberg. Thanks for the opportunity to mention it, Dave. I'm Paul from the Fighting Through podcast. Bye-bye now. Thank you, Paul. That actually makes my heart go pitter-patter because I always love when people podcast with their parents or their parents podcast with their kids. And so you're basing your podcast on a book from your dad, which is very, very cool. And again, links to everybody's show, everybody's book out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 646. We've got the question of the month for December coming up in just a bit, but first we got to hear from Stephanie. Hey, Dave and everybody. Thank you so much for this question. This is a really good question. This is Stephanie from the Virtual Expats, Expat Rewind and Changing Scripts podcast. Uh, Two of my podcasts are expats slash living overseas related and a book that I refer to a lot of that I refer a lot of people to is called Global Soul by the travel writer Pico Iyer, who is the epitome of a cross-cultural person who grew up in a few different cultures and then moved to other cultures and has a very different view on the world. And it, so it's a collection of short stories of him being at home and not at home in a lot of different places and how he articulates his geographical confusion and fluidity is just the most beautiful thing I've ever read. It's, it's really, really, truly 
something to behold. And uh, every time I talk about the issues behind living overseas and the cultural things and the culture shock, and it always, it always inevitably comes up. And I always use him as an example of someone who's extremely comfortable and extremely uncomfortable. And that makes me feel really good about my own life. <laughs> so I hope it makes other people feel good about theirs if they are in that kind of cultural confused state. Thank you so much. This is a great question. Thank you, Stephanie. And I was talking earlier about having a domain name, and this is a great example of that. This is Todd from the Why Urology podcast, which you can find at whyurologypodcast.com. But that points right to his Libsyn page. So take it away, Todd. Hi, Dave. This is Todd Brandt of the Why Urology podcast at whyurologypodcast.com, a podcast which is my personal attempt to answer a question that I get from patients, friends, and family when I tell them that I am a urologist. Why urology? The book I'm going to recommend to your listeners is by Susan Cain, C-A-I-N, called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. This may be a strange title to recommend to podcasters whose stock and trade is talking, but I can tell you as an introvert, my biggest fear when I started my podcast was a microphone. When I took that microphone, though, and I put it in a quiet room, suddenly I leveled the playing field for the introvert. If any of your listeners are introverted and they're wondering if their voice needs to be heard, it does. This book or the TED Talk by Susan Cain really helped me. Thank you for all you do, Dave. I am Todd Brandt, Why Urology Podcast, whyurologypodcast.com. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Todd. Happy holidays to everyone. And you might be saying, Dave, what's your book? And it used to be Platform, uh, How to Get Found in a Busy, Noisy World by Michael Hyatt. That is actually a book I read every year in January. I've done that for about the last three or four years. But when I really thought about it, the book that I recommend – more than any other book this year, at least, is Will It Fly by Pat Flynn. If you're thinking of starting a podcast, Will It Fly really walks you through like, hmm, how am I going to be different? Hmm, do people really want this? Hmm, how do I figure out what they want? Will It Fly by Pat Flynn is the book I've been recommending the most pretty much all year. So that's my answer. Now you might be thinking, but Dave, what about... Next month, December, well, if you're a regular listener to the show, wait, hold on. What am I doing? I'm missing a great opportunity here. Hey, we're talking about books. <laughs> Did you know you can get a free book from Audible? If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash free book, I love listening to books on Audible. I'm actually listening to a book right now. Uh, he said, pulling up his phone. I believe it's called Vocal Triggers. It's something triggers. It's really, really good. Talk Triggers. And you could get talk triggers for free by going to school at podcasting.com slash free book. And if you're like, hey, Dave, how do I get a link that I can recommend to people? Well, then just go out to school at podcasting.com slash audible and you can have a link so that when people go over and they sign up, you earn a small commission. Now, let's move on to the last question of the year is really what this amounts to. And if you're a regular listener to the show, and for those people, I deeply, deeply appreciate it. You know, the last question of the year for the last couple of years has been the same. And sometimes people like Steve Stewart give me the same answer because, well, it's the same answer, but here's the same question. And here's the thing. I got to say this up front. One, 
and only one answer. I know it's hard. You're going to say, oh, Dave, this is so hard. I know it's hard, but that's why it's a good question. And that question is, right now, what is your favorite podcast and why? If you could let me know where I can find it, the website, that would be, because I get a lot of answers on this one. And if I got to go find everybody's link, I'm going to lose my mind. So what's the name of the podcast? What is it about? Where can I find it? And why do you like it? Then, of course, if you have a podcast, tell us a little bit about your show and where we can find it. And this is something I kind of deem my favorite podcast is. And again, one show. If you're like, oh, I can't pick. It's a tie. No, there are no ties. I will take your first answer and I will cut out the second. It's hard. I know it's hard. It's very hard. What's your favorite podcast and why? Now, I need this. By February, February, oh, hold on, we'll talk about February in a second. By December 28th, 2017, that's the last Friday, that will give me the weekend to put it out on Monday, December 31st, as we kiss 2018 goodbye. The year is over, that's amazing. And so again, the question is, what's your favorite podcast, your only one, your favorite podcast and why? Tell us a little bit about it and tell us where we can find it. Then tell us a little bit about your show and where we can find it. I need that by Friday. Why do we keep saying February? December 28th. The reason I keep saying that is in February, I'm letting you know this one months in advance. If you have found love via podcasting, so if you're because of my podcast story is I found a spouse or a partner or whatever you want to call it, uh, I need that by February, he said, clicking on his calendar, uh, February 22nd will be a special uh, question of the month for kind of Valentine's Day-ish themed for that being in February. So thanks so much for listening. If you would like to start a podcast, I cannot tell you how much gas that puts in my tank. I'm actually working with some new people. We just had some new people sign up at the School of Podcasting, and I get so excited to work with you. I love when you go, oh, this is confusing. I don't get it. And then I tell you something you're like, oh, and I get to watch the light bulb come on. That is so much fun for me. And you get to get your message out there to the world and start building your community. If you've got a business, you start building sales. You start building that relationship with your audience and your potential customers. Simply go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. And again, use the coupon code listener. So until next week, thanks so much for listening. Class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. Today on episode number 646 of the School of Podcasting, I'm going to be talking about the new Lipson custom tracking codes. And you might be thinking that, Dave, your mouth doesn't work. Code, and you're like, great, Dave. I don't use lips. And well, guess what? I'm bringing in step. I'm why can I not talk? Well, guess what? I'm bringing in Stephanie Taylor. She is a social meek. Ah, geez. Seriously. That even if you're not in the U.S., I am very, very thankful that you are taking the time out of your busy, your busy day. What is a busy day, Dave? What's a busy day? Seriously. Yeah.